Hey everyone, it's Susan Pierce Thompson and welcome to the weekly vlog. I'm excited to shoot this vlog this week. The topic today is the relationship among happiness, anxiety, and control. Happiness, anxiety, and control. I've been wanting to shoot this vlog for a long time. I just there's some cool research I want to share with you, and it really pertains to the bright line eating way of life. So there is research shows a lot of interconnectedness among how happy we are, what kind of perceived control we have and where we're focusing and our anxiety level. And anxiety level is uh, you know, anxiety is something that people in Brightly Needing have more often than the general population. Anxiety and depression are comorbid with uh, obesity or eating disorders or addiction. And comorbid just means they go together more often. Like someone who's prone to overeating compulsively to food addiction is more likely to have anxiety and depression than someone in the general population. And that makes sense, right? Because Often when we're eating, um, food has definite drug-like effects. It's anesthetizing, it's numbing, it's soothing. And um, some foods provide a temporary lift. So if you have anxiety or depression, you might have discovered, even unconsciously or unknowingly, that you can use food as medication, essentially, and use it to change your state to numb out, to help you go to sleep, to sedate you if you're too anxious to get to sleep, etc. There's lots of ways to use food to change your mood. So anyway, let's talk about the relationship among happiness, anxiety, and control. Okay, so I've got three points I want to make about this. First of all, research shows that our happiness is really impacted, significantly impacted, by the percentage of our time and focus we spend on things we can control versus we can't control. So, for example, things you can control are the food you put in your mouth, whether or not you exercise, um, what time you wake up in the morning, whether you meditate in the morning, the people that you spend your time with, what books you read, um, where you work, you know, you could look for a new job or not, you know, all of the things within your personal life sphere, let's say, are within your control. Things that you can't control are what other people do. And then all this general stuff that's represented by the news and the media, right? Other than logging your one vote on election day, who's in office you can't control. You can't control the plane crashes and the, uh, you know, all those things that are, that are, featured on the news and in social media and all those things, we can't control. We can't control what's on TV. We can't, none of that, right? So what research shows is that people who spend a lot of time on TV, media, social media, reading news on the internet are less happy than people who spend most of their time not, not most, like way most, right? Almost all of their time focused on things that they can control within their life sphere of influence, okay? And exposure to a lot of media and so forth does tend to increase anxiety levels. It's kind of, you know, jangling that stuff that's going on out there sometimes. 
I'm, and I'm not going to get into debates about, you know, it's important to be informed and da, 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 da. I'm just, I'm just presenting data here, right? Like there, there are these relationships among these variables and, you know, over a nice dinner party, we could talk about all the rest, but I'm just sharing. There are these relationships among these variables. What I've noticed is that when people do bright line eating, because bright line eating invites people to add habits, in particular, a morning routine and an evening routine that tend to gobble up periods of time and use them for activities that we can focus on, writing gratitude lists and meditating in the morning, um, doing a five-year journal at night, writing down our food at night, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. The time that people spend on things like television tends to decrease because, you know, there's only so much time in a day. So if you've got these new habit stacks that you're working on in the morning and the evening, you tend to spend less time on social media and TV and things like that. So that, that's kind of cool. It's one of the reasons, one of the things uh, in Bright Line Eating that tends to lift mood. The second research I want to share with you is research on the relationship between anxiety and control in particular. Research shows that when people have anxiety in a particular situation, it's because they lack a sense of perceived control, meaning the outcome feels out of their hands. To illustrate, every year the Bright Line Eating team takes one team retreat together just to spend time together. This is an addition to getting together at the family reunion each year. And as we fly to this place together, we really notice that some people love flying and some people hate flying. Like some people, just the act of getting there on an airplane is so anxiety provoking for them. So much so that we have people on our team who didn't used to fly, like pretty much at all. Like they would drive for a day and a half to get somewhere to avoid a two hour flight. Okay. If you ask people who are scared to fly, whether they feel like they have control or they've lost control when they're sitting on an airplane, they say, I have no control in that situation. I've lost control. Like that plane could drop out of the sky at any moment and I have no control over it. You ask someone who loves to fly like me, do you feel in control or out of control sitting on an airplane? And I'm like, oh, I feel very in control. Like I've got my little seat and I've got my book and I've got my sparkling water and, you know, I've got my headphones. I can choose what music to listen to. I can, you know, it's for me, it's a very controlled environment. Of course, I'm focusing on different things, right? They're focusing on like, you know, we could drop out of the sky. That thought never occurs to me, right? So my sense of perceived control in that situation leads me to not feel anxious. So there's treatments now for anxiety, cognitive behavioral therapy treatments that really focus on helping people to see where they have control in certain situations where they normal, normally feel anxious. Social anxiety, for example, you can help people feel like they have more control over the social environment and so forth. Now, finally, the third thing I want to say is you can extend this to your bright line eating journey really easily because what happens is oftentimes with our food, we can find ourselves starting to feel anxious when we feel like we're losing control. We're going to a restaurant. We don't know what they're serving. I have a friend who just toured the Galapagos on a boat, which was an amazing bucket list opportunity for her 
But the food felt like a nightmare because she didn't have control over it. She'd told them in advance, no sugar, no flour, no desserts. But each meal, they just served what they served. There was no menu. There was no notice. And she would show up to the meal having to just kind of eat or not eat what they presented. And and there was no choice, no control at all. And she said the food was some of the hardest food days of her entire multi-year Brightline eating journey because of that lack of control. But even in less extreme situations, a lot of us feel, start to feel like, (laughs) I'll use the word bajiggity, which my friend Lyndon uses. I love that word. We feel bajiggity about our food sometimes. And we can think, okay, I'm feeling like I've lost control over my food. How can I get back a sense of perceived control? I can make a plan. I can call someone, talk through the situation, maybe get the menu online, talk through the menu. And once we have a clear plan, we settle down. This is one of the reasons that the transition to maintenance is very difficult for a lot of people. We feel all of a sudden uh, an area of our life, our food plan that had been very controlled, that we had lots of experience and know-how with starts to feel out of control again. It starts to feel like we we don't know what we're doing. And it's it's why it's very important when you transition to maintenance to get outside support so that you can formulate your plan at each step of the journey for how you're going to land your plane at maintenance, slow that weight loss down, and then land in a right-sized body and feel in control at each step of that journey. It requires a lot of forethought, a lot of planning, a lot of consultation for your specific situation. It's one of the things we focus on a lot in Bright Lifers is that transition. So the feeling of bejiggedness with our food can come up in all kinds of situations. Um, it could be as simple as uh, for some people after a break, let's imagine that you have a break and you eat a lot. You sort of have wild eating for a day. The next day can be a hard day because you're thinking, I got all this food stuffed in my body from the day before. I don't feel like I need my full food plan. And then there's kind of two schools of thought on that. The school of thought of people who are like, well, eat your breakfast, lunch, and dinner as outlined on the weight loss food plan because you don't want to set yourself up to feel deprived. You just want to get back on track as quickly as possible. And then other people who say, don't stuff your body full of more food when you don't need it, kind of coast, maybe skip breakfast and kind of coast for a little bit on all the food you stuffed into your body the day before and kind of pick up when your body's telling you it needs more food. And not knowing which way to go with those two options, not having a clear plan, can lead to a lot of anxiety around the lack of control or clarity about what you do with your food plan on that day. The solution is to talk to somebody else about it and formulate a plan, whether it's to eat your three weighted measured meals according to the weight loss food plan, or to not maybe not eat breakfast and then check in with somebody about what and when you're going to start eating, or just write down your lunch and dinner and start from there. There's lots of ways to do it. But the key is, the point is, that peace and happiness return when you again feel in control because you have a plan that you've talked through. So there is a relationship 
among happiness, anxiety, and control. And I'll see you next week.